Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and uh, this is the final hour of tonight's show. And I'd like to thank my producer at Master Control, the one and only Miss Melanie, for keeping us up on those four big satellites in the Sky Galaxy 4, our Telstar 7, Aglia 2, and on Satellite G3, and of course on TalkStarRadio.com, streaming audio. And over at Exxon TV, our chat room moderator, Rob from Scarborough. Guys, always great working with you. Our final guest for tonight, Exxon Nation, is Dr. Donald Pett, MD. Uh, he did his undergraduate studies at John Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, and he did a psychiatry residency at John Hopkins. He's board certified, but he's retired now. He is the founder of the educational community, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation whose mission is to spread mental wealth and world peace. His expertise is in psychological issues of war and peace and mental wealth. And he has two books, uh, The Short Course to Mental Wealth and a newer way of thinking, surviving and thriving in the nuclear age. And Dr. Pet, welcome to the Exxon, sir. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. My pleasure, Rob. Uh, doctor, the U.S. Congress mandated a high-level commission to study the threat of weapons of mass destruction and report to President Obama. They just released their report December 2008, and I was wondering if you could tell us what the contents in an encapsulated format would be of that report. Well, they was a very high-level group. They interviewed over 250 world experts, mm-hmm. and uh, they just came out with a book that, uh, that was just it was uh, just com- completed their report, and they indicated that we would be. Uh, it's reasonable to expect that before 2013 is over, which is probably within the president's elected term that we can expect the release of weapons of mass destruction. They said that basically we're losing ground, we're not gaining ground in spite of our efforts, but they did offer hope that if they're, if we keep working on it, maybe maybe we can do something about it. But the weapons of mass destruction are, are spreading and they're not too effective, they feel, in, in all the efforts that are being done. Hmm. Uh, doctor, what is the doomsday clock? Well, the uh, 
bulletin of atomic science is a group that uh, started after uh, the atomic bomb went off. It consists of a lot of the scientists who worked on the on the bomb. Mm-hmm. Now they're a group of other people. Uh, there are 18 Nobel laureates in the group, and uh, they created the uh, doomsday clock as a symbolic warning that we're in great danger because of weapons of mass destruction. And they feel that uh, that they, they set the clock at five minutes to midnight, and from time to time they move the hands back or forward depending on the state of what they think the danger is. And about a year ago they moved it forward two minutes because of things that have been going on in the world, the proliferation of, of nuclear weapons and uh, and the fact that there's been more terrorism. So they're giving us a warning, basically, and these are all knowledgeable people. Dr. Uh, Standby, you and I have to take a two-minute break. We'll be right back, sir. Dr. Donald Penn is our very special guest, Exxon Nation. His website is www.anwot.org. That stands for A Newer Way of Thinking. And um, once again, the website is www.anwot.org. And he's the author of The Short Course to Mental Wealth and A Newer Way of Thinking. We'll be back in two minutes as we continue live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? 
Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Welcome back, everyone. Our very special guest this hour is Dr. Donald Pat. And uh, recently, the, bulle- the bulletin of the atomic scientists moved the doomsday clock ahead to five minutes before midnight. Now all eyes are upon President Obama to see um, what is going to happen and what we can do to help our president keep us safe. Dr. Uh, Donald Pett has collected wisdom from the world's most knowledgeable mentors and from thousands of persons who have shared their journey to well-being. His two books, The Short Course to Mental Wealth and A New Way of Thinking, are both available free on the Internet at www.anwot.org. Once again, if you'd like to get your free copies of the short course to mental wealth and a newer, a newer way of thinking. Both of these books by our special guest this hour, Dr. Donald Pett, are available free on the internet at www.anwot.org. Dr. Pett is founder and director of the Educational Community Inc., a nonprofit corporation whose mission is spreading mental wealth and world peace throughout uh, through education. And, uh, Doctor, first of all, thank you very much for joining us tonight, sir. And uh, what happens when the clock strikes midnight, the big uh, doomsday clock? Well, they're really saying that uh, it, it's uh, that's the time that, uh, that there would be uh, essentially the end of the world, uh, end of our world as we know it, it would be Armageddon because the weapons that we have now are so powerful that the, the weapon that was used for Nagasaki and Hiroshima, for example, were the equivalent of about uh, about uh, 15,000 tons of dynamite. Uh, now, if we look at today's weapons, they represent about 20 million tons of dynamite. That's like 2 million wow. trucks with 10 tons of dynamite in each truck. It's even hard to imagine uh, that the destructive power of these weapons. They also reported, uh, the, the commission report, that we have a greater likelihood of a biological uh, problem because uh, it's so easy to create uh, germ warfare and without being monitored. We can generally monitor uh, radioactive materials, but germ warfare can be set off in, in created in a laboratory, and it's very hard to detect what's going on. The first, pre- uh, the first uh, wor- uh, director of the World Health Organization, Brock Chisholm, some years ago uh, made a comment that seven, seven ounces of deadly uh, biologic materials would be sufficient if properly distributed to kill everyone on Earth. 
So these are the kind of warnings that people have. They're coming from uh, the, uh, virtually all of our peace organizations. They come from informed citizens and most knowledgeable scientists. And the, the issue we have is can we wake up to this and, and begin to take some action to, to become aware of the problem and do something about it? Dr. Pat, what's being done to deal with the threat of weapons of ultimate destructions? Well, the kinds of things that are being done are probably not going to do create permanent world peace. For example, uh, we are the, our government has spent millions of dollars to try to help Russia locate its 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 lost nuclear weapons to try to secure uh, radioactive material. You know, we're, we're we block ports for countries we mm -hmm. think that are making that might be making bombs. We we try to negotiate, but these are the kind of things that that will probably uh, postpone activities. They're not likely going to change things. Uh, Einstein, when he created the the, weapon, the the formula that led to the first weapon of mass destruction, said that it's only a matter of time before we self-destruct unless we do one thing, and it's probably the one solution that we have available to us. He said we have to change the way we think, and that's essentially what my perspective is. I, I believe Einstein is correct that as long as people continue to think the way we do, we're, we're going to have the same kind of problems we, we've been having in the world. You know, the way, the way things are going, we create most of our problems. Mm -hmm. We've wiped out just about every enemy, natural enemy we have. But we ourselves now have created such things as pollution, uh, global warming. Uh, we'll probably have uh, large areas of starvation because of overpopulation. And now we have the spread of these weapons of mass destruction. And virtually all of this has happened within the last 100 years, if you think about it. Uh, all, you know, uh, global warming and uh, as a result of uh, use of fossil fuels and so on. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is all within our, in our lifetime. That's what's so dramatic. It's happening right now. Too much, too fast. Well, we are a world of speed and greed. And hopefully we can change that to wise creeds and good deeds. Most people are interested in world peace, Doctor, but it seems that they don't want to get involved. Why is this? Well, if you, at least in my experience, if you, if you talk to your neighbor, talk to your friends and say, have you been doing any thinking about what can be done or have you taken any active role? Most people will say, well, it's, it's really a problem, but I really haven't done anything. And the reason it's given is what's been called psychological numbing. It's a, it's a phenomenon of the mind that when we feel that there's no solution to a problem, we just push it aside. We don't want to deal with it. Uh, we, we, we just uh, block it out. We and become ostriches. Exactly. And, you know, when you put your head in the sand, you know what sticks out, you're pretty yes, vulnerable. Sir. Yeah. So that's part of the issue, and the first step, really, I think, is to help people or to become awake. To say, "Wake up, people! We we've got some things that we can do here if we can if we can realize that there are things that are available now. We don't have to take a hopeless, helpless attitude. That that sort of shuts the energy factory down when we say, "What's the use? Why bother? Who cares?" The uh, message is often, let the president or let God do it. It's beyond me. Well, I look at life as if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Exactly. I think you're right on target, Rob. 
Sir, uh, what can people do to, to survive? Well, I think the first thing is to realize that we ourselves are part of the problem, the way mm-hmm. we, we think. And unless we change the way we think, that we'll probably uh, just continue the, what we've done throughout history. Uh, throughout history, we've had one war after another. We've created, successfully, we've created weapons of greater power, and there's not a weapon that's been developed that has not been used. That's, that's our history, and that's what we've got to change. So what individuals can do is the first, I think, uh, read the little the book, The Little Engine That Could. If you remember that story yeah, that we all read? And, yeah, and I, I think do. I can. I think I can. Yes. Th- that's the first step to turn our energy factory on to say, well, maybe I can do something here. I, at least I'll try. Then I think we need to point the finger at ourselves. Our tendency is to say, well, you know, we're not the problem. It's not us. It's them over there. If that, those are the people we have to change. we got to change the terrorists, uh, we've got to get to Bin Laden and Ahmadinejad and so on. But when we look at ourselves and the way we think, most of us have a what's known as two-category thinking that we learn as children. We spend the first 15 or 20 years when our mind is not quite developed. We're very dependent on other people, and the only way we can learn to think is in what's known as dichotomous or two-category thinking. We're taught that uh, that that the world is either what is good or what is bad, what's mm-hmm. right, what's wrong. We're taught the, what religion uh, is right, what is wrong. We're taught that our family, our flag, uh, the way we think our team is the right team and so on. So if everything that we are taught is right, then what does that mean about what's not us? Everybody else is wrong. Everybody else is wrong. And, and we've just seen, for example, in, in our last administration here, an example of that, that we're right and then there's the axis of evil. Mm-hmm. So when, when we think in that way that there's good and evil, right and wrong, then it really puts the other people in a position that, well, they're not deserving of our respect. And if we, if we deal with them in a, in a less than honorable way and so on, uh, then it's okay because they deserve to be punished anyway. It's that kind of thinking, you know, that that creates a little bit of the problem. Uh, If we block other people's ports, for example, and realize we may have to do some of these things, but it doesn't create many friends that way. I think what we're seeing now is a more greater willingness to negotiate with other people to see what we can work out in the way of dialogue, and that's what, what we've got to do if we're going to change. Tell me, Doctor, do you think that uh, we are on the eve of uh, of a major war in the uh, in the Middle East with Israel and Iran, or do you think that there can be a peaceful solution to these tent uh, these uh, extreme tensions that are present there now? Well, certainly everyone has tried, and things have not been successful. I, again, we go back to Einstein's solution. I don't think there's going to be a change. Generally, I'm I'm an optimist, but Mm -hmm. unless we change the way we think about things, uh, and so that's the key thing, is as long as people think, as I've mentioned, in this black and white, right and wrong way, then we're going to continue to have conflict, and we can't can't afford to have another war. Uh, There have been, through history, individuals who feel that if they're right, they should be the master race. We saw that with Hitler. And uh, we've seen it through the past and 
if we have another war, there either someone will succeed or probably be successful in in destroying a good bit of civilization as we understand it now. It does seem to me, though, that there's a there is a possible solution if people can learn to what I call becoming a mental wealth millionaire. Let's talk about that when we come back from this commercial break, sir. Dr. Donald Pett is our very special guest, Exxon Nation. His website is www.anwot.org, and you can get both of his books free at his website. They're entitled The Short Course to Mental Wealth and A Newer Way of Thinking. Dr. Pett and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. Let's take a look at see who joined us over the last uh, commercial break. We had, uh, we've got listeners in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Hamilton, Ontario, Los Angeles, California, North Battleford, Saskatchewan, Slimer, California, Cote d'Alene in Indiana, Los Angeles, California, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Lakeside, California, Lancaster, California, Clearwater, Florida, Brooklyn, New York, Ottawa, Ontario, Windsor, Ontario, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Traverse City in Michigan, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia, Regina, Saskatchewan, Mobile, Alabama, Tampa, Florida, Franklin, Ohio, Gilbert, Arizona, Conway Springs, Kansas, Windsor, Ontario, Belleville, Michigan, Poland, New York, Auburn, Washington, uh, Pleasanton, California, Woodland Hills in California, Ferdinand Beach in Florida, Kingston, Ontario, Owen Mills in Maryland, Washington, D.C., Halifax, Nova Scotia, Burnaby, B.C., Little Rock, Arkansas, Vancouver, Washington, uh, Falmouth, Maine, Horseshead, New York, Dayton, Ohio, and Cincinnati, Ohio. So to everyone who has just joined us in the last couple of minutes, welcome to the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. Our websites are www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Dr. Donald Pett. He is the author of The Short Course to Mental Wealth and A Newer Way of Thinking. Both are available free of charge on his website 
at www.anwot.org. And that stands for a new way of, a newer way of thinking. Before we went to the commercial break, Doctor, we were talking about, um, you know, we've talked about everything from the, the doomsday clock. We talked about the, how we deal with the uh, ultimate threat of the ultimate weapons of destruction. We talked about, uh, what we can do to survive. And you say it's going to take a newer way to think. And you know, it makes a lot of sense. Because we, the, the way that we are thinking now certainly hasn't worked over the years. We look back in time and you see war, 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 war. And with every war, every conflict, the weapons get much more destructive. So. Well, if we're, if we're directed by our instinct, you know, our instinct is, is basically survival of the mm -hmm. fittest, fight or flight. That's the basic rule. And then our immature way of thinking, as I mentioned, this two-category thinking to put it into good, bad, right, or wrong. So we've really got to change that. And I noticed that the, the newscast uh, during the break, they mentioned that uh, Hillary Clinton's comment about the problem in Pakistan. The president's uh, com the, the the report to the president from the uh, commission, high-level commission, was that his biggest headache is actually Pakistan. So the news was very timely. Pakistan has about 50 bombs. It's estimated they have uh, that many uh, nuclear weapons, and if the fundamentalists were to take over that country, you can see what a big headache it would be for everyone, especially this country. All we need is uh, is a rogue um, group in there, and it would be hell on earth, if you'll excuse the expression. Absolutely. Um, but I think the issue is that if we can do what, what I've suggested, become mental wealth millionaires, Require the wisdoms that make a difference in the way we think. There's there's lots of good tips about how we can be happy, how we can learn to first be a good friend to ourselves, and in doing so, learn to share some of our friendship with other people. That's the way we change our thinking. And we, there's lots of good information available how people can learn to be a mental wealth millionaire. Could you give us a couple of examples, sir? Sure. One of the first things that we need to do is learn to endorse ourselves. Most people are pretty good at endorsing other people. Uh, they stand up at a uh, athletic event and they'll cheer. They'll have a, a child or a dog and they'll talk to that child or dog in a way that the dog will wag its tail and shake its behind and get mm -hmm. excited. But we don't do that to ourselves. We, we tend to be down on ourselves. If we're critical on ourselves, we're, we're, we tend to be critical of other people as well. So that one of the first steps is to learn some of the skills of self-endorsement and to be our own best friend. Uh, I'm afraid to say that my experience is that a lot of times if we are our own worst enemy as an individual, then we do the same thing in the community and so on. So that's the first step. And then I, I think there are skills that uh, we can teach ourselves in terms of uh, the way we, we relate to other people. Uh, in my work with literally thousands of individuals, I've gotten a lot of information that I've put together in a curriculum that individuals can study, and that's what basically the books are about. So, uh, for example, another example would be we tend to uh, blame other people. If you look at the newspaper, you'll see in mm -hmm. 
uh, countries are blaming one another, and you have a political uh, election, uh, we, we blame one another. That's the kind of behavior that we really need to change and, and see if we can uh, find other ways to, to deal with, with ourselves and with other people. Why do we have wars? Are they really necessary, or is this just something we do to flex our muscles because we want to be king of the castle? Well, uh, our biology tells us that, uh, that we're back to this fight-or-flight survival of the fittest way of thinking. And what has worked in an uncivilized society is to have bigger weapons. Bigger muscles are those who survive. Just the opposite is what happens in this situation. If everyone has a weapon of ultimate destruction that can do such damage and, and last for such a long time, who is going to be the biggest target? The biggest target is going to be those who are felt to be the strongest. If the weak has power as weapons that can uh, do such damage to the strong, the weak are going to generally look for the for the strongest to attack first, and that's one of the reasons why we uh, why why we have such a problem right now. And then we're certainly probably the strongest nation, and are likely going to be the target for the terrorists. It's already been said that's the case. So as long as we can continue to be guided by our biology and by the way we're brought up in our thinking and we don't develop a more civilized way of thinking, then yes, we are going to have wars, and that's what we've seen throughout history. I, I often look at the world in a totally different way than most people, and it seems to me that if we were to respect the other philosophies of our of the other people around the world and and learn about them, understand them and have them understand us, and just use some common sense that these wars that we keep on having would be meaningless. Well, that's that's you're right on target there because uh, the the. Maturity is, is being able to deal with, with the world with common sense, not based on, on the, kind of, uh, the kind of early thinking that we learn. If we can learn to be mature and say what's going to happen in the long term, not just the short term, we have a, what I call the magical problem-solving sentence. If people would deal with most of the issues in their life this way, uh, using this simple sentence, and here it goes. Given this situation, what's likely going to make things better for me and you for now and later? If you listen to those words, no one is being blamed. We're not looking to hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. We're looking to have a win-win situation for both parties and deal with what's going to be a better outcome now and later. That's that kind of thinking would lead to problem solving instead of what we usually do, say that if I'm right, then the other person needs to be compliant or punished in order to bring about some kind of satisfaction. So what can, what can, um, what can the average citizen do to, uh, to, uh, to, to keep world peace going or, or to make world peace happen? Well, the first is we've got to wake up that there is a problem. So if, if you're standing on the railroad track and the train is coming, but you don't know the train is coming, mm -hmm. then you're not going to do anything. So the very first step 
is to wake up to the fact that these these issues are real. The 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 the, the majority of the scientists who are informed and, and world peace groups and so on who are warning us uh, these are these are not uh, cuckoo people. They they know what they're saying and but we just don't listen to them. So the first step is that we, we need to be aware of it so that we can do something. Then we have marvelous problem-solving ability. If, if we, people will talk to one another about the issue, spend a little time thinking about, is there something that I can do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we can develop a different way of dealing with other people. Gradually, it will, I think, will spread over to those people that are uh, that are under the influence of terrorists and, and rogue leaders and so on, the, uh, the, the, the radical individuals who feel that they have to become the master race and that only their way is going to survive. I believe that everyone virtually has buried within them a strong desire for, for world peace. It's probably the most, uh, most spoken prayer that anyone has that I wish we would have world peace. And if we can just get through the veneer the amount of energy would be unstoppable, but we, we need to get people talking to one another and involved, I hope, in study groups. That and One of my goals would be to, that we could develop groups like Alcoholics Anonymous or Recovery Incorporated or self-help groups that will get together and instead of being there for some illness, that they will learn some of the basic skills that they can relate to one another and join together and we have enough of a grassroots movement. I think we're going to get our world leaders' attention, and it's going to make quite a bit of difference. And I also think that uh, that part of the equation would be that we have to take responsibility for our actions instead of passing the buck. Well, that's another one of the simple changes we can make in our thinking. If instead of saying he, she, or that, or they, or it make me, or I mm-hmm. did something bad, if we just say I allow. Uh, that means we take responsibility. The first 15 or 20 years of our life, again, are we're being taken care of. We come to expect in our early years that the world should take care of us. But we we learn to brush our teeth. We learn to uh, we learn to feed ourselves. We learn to support ourselves. We do everything except learn to endorse ourselves and be our own best friend. Usually, we're taught that if you say nice things to yourself about yourself, you're being self-centered. So as a result, that's an area that we haven't really developed, and that would be one of the first starts. Your point of taking responsibility, simply say, I allow, instead of listening to uh, the, the blaming that goes on. Mm-hmm. If, if individual would make a little tape recording of their thinking, as in, it would be another example. Uh, you usually hear a little conversation going on as though there were a couple of people or a group of people inside. That's the way we think. Listen to that tape recording, play it over a couple of times, and ask yourself, are there two really good friends talking to one another, or is there a terrorist in there saying, you should have been this way, or you're putting yourself down? That's the kind of thing that that we could, a simple thing we could do. When you get up in the morning, Rob, what do you say to yourself when you look in the mirror? I usually say good morning. That's a very good way to do it. A good morning would be great. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that, but if instead individuals would look at the mirror and say, I'm such a hot sketch, I really like me, I like what I'm doing, that's a good way to start the day. Of course, because if you don't like yourself, no one else will. That's Well, we spread, we spread, 
Well, they say what goes what goes around comes around. What we put out to other people is what comes back to us. Karma. Uh, one of the things that mental wealth creates is the desire to be helpful to other people. You know, as as others do, that one of the most important things we can do is give something of value to of ourselves to other people, the people that we care for, the people that we love, mm-hmm. and we feel really good when we do that. And there's no limit when you acquire the wisdoms that make a difference in your life and then can share those with other people. I was talking in the previous hour with uh, the Reverend Brian Kniep of the Aetherius Society, and, you know, the, the conversation was very much like we are talking now. All we have to do is open ourselves to other people and a very simple way to see whether you're connected or not is to smile at a stranger and watch what happens. I'll smile right back. We do have the means. We do have the ability. We just have to use our common sense and cooler heads will prevail. We have to take our final break for this hour, Doctor. Please stand by. Dr. Donald Pett is our very special guest. His website is www.anwot.org and that is where you can get two of his books absolutely free. Uh, The first book is entitled The Short Course to Mental Wealth and A Newer Way of Thinking. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The X-Zone, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Dr. Pett as we wrap down tonight's show here on The X-Zone on the Talk Star Radio Network. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. 
Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. Eric Haas and I talked about his book, Apocalypse Near. We did, uh, from 1955, the sixth episode of X-1 in hour number two. Hour number three, the Reverend Brian Kniep joined me. He is the Executive Secretary of the U.S. Aetherius Society. And my very special guest this hour is Dr. Don Donald Pett. Uh, we're talking about the Doomsday Clock, and we're also talking about the two books, Exonation, that you can get 100% free by going to Dr. Pet's website at www.anwot.org. That's www.anwot.org, which stands for A Newer Way of Thinking. Uh, first of all, Doctor, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure having you here. And I was wondering if you could tell us about uh, the um, about your organization that you formed, the educational community. Well, uh, at one time I uh, uh, worked uh, as part of my military obligation. I worked at the Narcotics Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky, and we set up a special building uh, to work in rehabilitating individuals. And in getting the group together, we said, what are we going to, how are we going to set up this program and what are we going to call it? And one person said, well, I think we're a community here. We're going to try to work together. And another person said, we're going to try to educate ourselves. And that was born the name, the educational community. And since then, we've applied some of the education processes in, in private practice. And then, uh, through some private funding, we've started a nonprofit corporation whose mission is to spread mental wealth and world peace. So that's the background, and that's why we can uh, we can offer the books that, that I've created and other information free on the Internet. The cost of, of educating elect, through electronic material is virtually nil. It's uh, for about $300, actually. You can have a Internet website, and, and anyone anywhere in the world at any time can get that information at no cost. So... That's a great opportunity that we have to, to to tell people that we can learn very rapidly if we'll only use the media that are available to us. I also wanted to mention that you, you know, and I, I think most individuals know individuals who don't have much in the way of the silver spoons. They don't have wealth particularly. They're not especially good-looking. They, they don't have unusual intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yet they seem to thrive and survive in life. They have lived with chronic enthusiasm, and they just enjoy life. These individuals have skills that are worthwhile trying to understand and recognize. Instead, what most of us do, we spend our lives pursuing uh, physical health. We pamper our bodies, and we look for uh, having more money, often more than we need. And so it's, it's a matter of turning to what are the skills that, that lead us to really be happy. Those are never going to be taken away from you, people who who accumulated fair money have had a lot of grief lately, and we just heard about a, a suicide apparently related to the issue of money. That's right. Doctor, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight, sir. Uh, continued success. I love what you're doing, and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. 
I appreciate that. You know, the media are such an important part of spreading the word, and, and you're doing your job. I, I really appreciate you as well. Thank you, sir. Take care of yourself. Dr. Donald Pett has been our special guest this hour, www.anwot.org. That's it for tonight, everyone. I want to thank everyone for joining us here on the Exxon. It's because of you. This show is growing, and we're gaining more and more affiliates each and every week. So until tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, my good friends, take care of each other. And always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night.